What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. We are here with MM Arcade Episode 3. Rob, what's going on, man? <laughs> Not much, mate. Who would have thought we would get this far? MM Arcade right? Episode 3. Look That's at this insane. Go. I, so I was reading the comments in the last video, right? And someone made this awesome suggestion. The way that MM Arcade is spelt, you could actually say MMA Arcade and it would still make sense. Isn't that freaking awesome? <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I, I actually noticed you write that somewhere. Where was it? I, I, it was just a little thing, but I saw you put the space after it. And uh, now it looks really cool. It looks really cool. Someone's definitely going to make a little, <laughs> a little logo of that right now and steal it from us. <laughs> so if you want to say MM Arcade or MMA Arcade, I think both totally work. But thank you again for joining us for our third episode. We are on YouTube, of course, if you're watching us now on YouTube. But now, Rob, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Deezer. We are everywhere. So hopefully you it can't would, miss us. It would actually be harder to not listen to us at this point. Like We, are, well we, are, trying, <laughs> we are trying to get and slide ourselves into any any outlet that'll take us. So <laughs> every every day I'm just messaging Rob, we're on this now. And what the hell yeah. is that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Never even heard of Windcaster. Let's go. I'm down. <laughs> and if you are watching on YouTube, by the way, shoot us some questions in the comments as well. Subscribe too if you can. But we always cover some fan questions at the end of the podcast and we can start sourcing them from the YouTube videos as well. So definitely, Rob, definitely. Should we get into covering the recent UFC fight night? I know that you're, you're pretty keen on talking about it, especially Corey Sanhagen. You had some positive things to say about him last week or in the last episode. And in the main event, it was Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. So Corey Sanhagen, pretty clear victory, a bit of controversy with one of the judges' scorecards, but we'll get to that in a second. What did you what did you think of the fight overall? Mate, there's nothing to speak about the judge. It's like one of the judges was drunk. Like that is the only explanation. Like, like two of the judges were facing this way, the other one was going facing that way. And he messaged his mate. Hey, who won? <laughs> and his mate said Vera to take the piss. Like, yeah, that, that there was there was no like I, I like Vera. I like I like the way he fights, but yep. he wasn't in that fight. And if he, I'm no. sure he would tell he would say he would tell you himself he wasn't in that fight. Um, yeah, man, he, not he came out. Like, he came out on a Twitter, Twitter, a Twitter man, and he was like, I I just lost that one. Like he he wasn't making any excuses or anything yeah. like that. So kudos to him. And, I don't know whether or not it was because of Vera having his own sort of internal battles like freezing or whatever the case. I don't think he'd freeze at this stage in the game. Yeah. But I do believe Sanhagen played a picture-perfect game to get yeah. into his head. And let me just say, hats off to Sanhagen because he utilized every aspect of the game. He went for numerous takedowns. He got a yeah. number of takedowns. I think he controlled the entire was it first round or second round where he got land to take? I think the, the end of the first round where he held him down and was beating yep. him up on the ground. Yeah. It was shooting him for the whole game. It was switching stances the entire fight. He was switching from southpaw to orthodox, going low, going high, mm -hmm. throwing from far, getting in close for the clinch, for the takedowns, shooting. Like, yeah, Vera must have been like in the Matrix at one point because <laughs> – Sanhagen was giving him so many looks. It was hard for me yeah. to watch and 
and try to stay on point with with everything he's saying. Because obviously, I'm going to watch Sanhagen and I'm, I'm watching his tricks, trying to see yep. if there's anything I can steal from him, shamelessly steal from him. And <laughs> I was watching his stance changes, watching his switches, watching his kicks, watching him like shoot entries into kicks. Like it was just, he just completely derailed Vera's train of thought. Vera yep. could not get a footing in that fight. And yeah, what a what an unbelievable showing from Sanhagen. So so like, how can you reconcile this judge's scorecard? Like, it does does it. That was a lot of the talk was how does this person view the fight? What what, what did they say? It was forty eight to forty seven to Vera. They lost the first two rounds, Vera, but won the the next three. I was listening to some people, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Like, Vera maybe won one round, if that. Oh, if that. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, if that. There were a couple. Honestly, Vera had some moments. He yeah. had moments in the fight, but that's that's about it because yeah. Sanhagen controlled that fight from start to finish. It was, it, it honestly was a really standout fight for me for Sanhagen. And I, I said this before the, the weekend. I said that. You did, yeah. I always tip Sanhagen because I don't understand how he loses when he does, okay, mm. because he is such a well-put-together fighter and he's so good at what he does, which is switching the stands, getting, getting you thinking about low, then goes high, then – like is happy to spam takedowns, which we saw, like shooting for takedowns the entire fight. And yeah, that that is a very hard dude to come mm. up against. Not to mention he's rangy, he's fast. Mm-hmm. So like that was just a picture perfect fight. Like one of his standout fights for me. And yeah, I I think he oh, has to he has to 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 be, you know, gunning around those real top contenders, especially considering he's already fought like everybody in the top three. Like yeah, I um I'm interested in seeing who who he lines up next. You can see he does want to just chomp at the bit and say, "Give me the belt next." But yeah. he is keen to like really try and dismantle some of those higher names. Higher you would, you would probably say that he probably needs another fight or another win, I should say, under his belt before he's able to to pitch for the title fight, right? Yeah, I yeah, I guess because like considering he's already lost the Sterling once, but honestly, like I'd, I'd like to see him. He, I think he was calling out Peter Young. So, I, I think so, yeah. And is is that yeah. is that the right fight to make? I mean, Peter Yan is is he's lost two. He's lost two. It, he has, but to his credit, he's fought like savages. You know, true, you know like true. I think Peter Yan is is still one of the one of the top oh, top dogs in that division. He's a he's a savage in his own mindset. I think Sanhagen. I think I think Peter Yan is is a good matchup for Sanhagen because I think shot. Sanhagen. Yeah, I think I think San Hagen can 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 control that fight with his striking. You see, sometimes Peter Yan have trouble with the the outside strikers a little yeah. bit, like like Sterling. Yeah. Um, and Peter Yan takes a little bit to get going as well. Like he, he he doesn't start off the block really fast. He does. He does. You know. But in saying that, so so does Vera. That's that's yeah. what the, the, the commentators were saying the whole time during the fight. Yep. It's like yep. Bear is slow yep. to get off the mark, but he's yep. gonna he's gonna come good three, four, five. Yeah, he didn't never come good. Nah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Sanhagen just gave him too much. He did yeah. he, he won too much. He took too many points. Yeah. He took too much damage. And yeah, I don't know. I- yeah. I was seeing some suggestions that maybe Vera should fight Yarn next because both of them are coming off a loss or two. Is that the the, the right fight to make? Well, well, maybe can we got to we got to consider where Sanhagen goes. So, yeah. well, who's Sanhagen fighting? Is he fighting 
That's a well, good O'Malley. question. Yeah. O'Malley. Yeah. You know, I think I think, I think that's O'Malley tweeted out about thought. it. I think he said something. I, I can't remember. Something about him still I, being 17 and 0 or something. <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, are we... That's a good fight to watch. I would tune in for an O'Malley Sandhagen fight because yeah. that that's got that's got to be cool. I can see Sandhagen mixing his wrestling, giving giving O'Malley a lot of looks. O'Malley not being able to use the range mm-hmm. superiority that he usually has against his um, the shorter opponents. Oh man, I would love to see that fight. And sure, and you know, with with O'Malley's backing, because yep. obviously he's he he's uh, he's a showman as well. With his backing, surely the winner of that fight fights for the title next. Yeah, you know, and then then you have your your pity um fight. I tell you, I'm very excited. Once UFC 288 rolls around, I'm really excited to talk about Aljamain Sterling. I'm such a big fan of him. I, I remember, and this is getting off topic a little bit, but this is kind of the podcast, right? I remember actively <laughs> watching that Yarn fight, thinking that like I know it was all controversial, and he obviously deserved to win because he got knee on the ground or whatever. And then he came back with such a vengeance when nobody gave him a chance of any fight yeah. ever. That was probably the fight that no one gave this uh, Aljamain a chance at all. And he came out and won. I'm so excited to see him f- fight. Is it Cejudo he's, he's fighting next? Yeah, um, yeah, Triple C. Oh, dude, that's going to be a cracker. <laughs> what a fight. I can't wait to watch that. You know, Triple C coming back. You don't know what what version you're going to get of him. Yeah. And, um, you know, with the, with the time off and everything. But... He, yeah, the, what, what a fight! What a fight! You, and you're absolutely right with Sterling. He, um, he's a dude that nobody gave, no, like they never gave him props. Never gave. I am guilty of that, not giving him <laughs> props. And um, you know, just, I backed Jan in that second fight. I backed him, and I said the reasons yeah. why Sterling yeah. wasn't going to get it done. And Sterling, to his credit. Mm. disproved every single one of my theories. Like he just, he went in there like with a list of things that I said he wouldn't be able to handle and just yeah. crossed them off. Like he, one by one. Then yeah. And then proceeded to follow up with a tweet saying, look at me now. Like <laughs> direct to that me. It was everyone because like that yeah. first fight was so dominant in the yeah. favor of Jan. Like I think you could mm-hmm. not give the, the prediction to Jan. But Mate. as you said, he proved everyone wrong. And everyone. I, I think there's some excited fights com- coming up in that division. Yeah, man, and yeah. So I, I was, I was wrong. I'm not. I like, yeah. It's all right to be wrong. You can be wrong. Like I love being wrong. I love it because then you get to see something you weren't expecting, which is exciting. And yeah, he's. Rob, he's this is an, the problem with having fighter. a podcast. When you have a podcast <laughs> and you're required to provide predictions live in front of people publicly, you're going to get some stuff wrong, right? Predictions you're going to say some stupid things. Me, man. That's why I like living on the fence, bro. I like. <laughs> I hate it when you force <laughs> me off the fence because I don't like I don't like tipping. Come if if you've been so as you can see I'm wearing my Unibet shirt today yeah, with the Cage yeah. Punters logo. If you've been watching my tips, they're gone, they're wrong. I'm wrong. I'm always I wrong. Will, I, look, I'm, I'm going to give you props here though, man. Like because when it came to <laughs> UFC 286, I think you got pretty much every right fight right aside from Casey O'Neill. And that was just like, we all thought Casey was going to win that. You nailed oh, that, to be honest. You said Vittori. Oh. You said, I think towards the end, I would say you you went with Leon Edwards over over Usman. You got that I did. almost perfect. My, like, my analysis 
goes against my tips for some reason. I should, you know what I should do? We should, I should do the analysis before yep. and then tip off it. And I think that's yeah. what I'm going to start doing because I start to convince myself why <laughs> something will work and why something will not. But yeah, I well, thought, let, I thought it, was, it was a great card, an absolutely, absolutely. great card. And then we can we can kind of rattle off um, a lot of the other results as well. So Holy Home versus Yana Santos. Holy Home won by unanimous decision, thirty to twenty six, thirty to twenty seven, thirty to twenty seven. I mean, pretty pretty clean victory for Holy Home there. Let me let me time in there because Holy Home forty one years old. D- she's forty one. No, forty one years old. You know, and she's still in there taking W's against the best in the world. Like, you have to give it to her. Like, And she's been fighting for the longest time at the highest level for the longest time. Insane. So props to her still getting in there and manhandling athletically these younger women yep. and, and skillfully, tactically beating down these younger women and um, these these fresh young killers coming in to try and, you know, take the mantle of, of, one, of the, one of the legends of the sport. So... Yeah, Absolutely. still taking W, still taking skulls. Forty-one. What, what is next for Holly? Like, do you, do you think Holly could ever be back in contention for a title fight? I, for for one last run, I would like to see it. But- I, I think so. I think because I think in the women's division, it's always there, isn't it? It's like yeah. I yeah. feel like in the women's division, once you reach a certain level, you're always only two fights away from the title. That yeah. I, this is just how I feel because the women's like it's. There's so much diversity in there. There's so much, so many exciting prospects that just tear through the numbers to get to the top. And then you have yep. the, the the dominant champions, which have fought their way through just about everyone on the list. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, I feel like any one of these women is is just always two fights away from a title. And now Holly is but one fight away from the title. Going off my theory, going off my little calculations, <laughs> which which. Like come from that nowhere, <laughs> like just here. <laughs> but I reckon, I reckon she's one fight away from the title. So I'd like to, I'd like to see Holly fighting for a title again before she, before she calls it quits. Yeah, well, I don't even know if, if Nunez has her next fight. I, I don't know who who's lined up for her. Um, but that's something that we'll, we'll cover when we get to like maybe that that'll be announced very very soon. Fingers crossed. Mm. I do want to see Holly Holm get that title fight at least <laughs> once more. But other fights as well, we had Nate versus Austin Lingo. Uh, oh. Nate won by a submission, rear naked choke in the second round at 4 one Damn. That dude, <laughs> he comes out of the gate <laughs> angry, <laughs> violent. Yeah. Like, I reckon, I reckon he when he was born, he was born with a frown. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, was, he, he was born like this. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, yeah he's just... He just loves to bang, man. Loves yeah. it. Loves to put on a show. I think he's in there just to put on a show. He, he was losing that first round. You know, like at that stage, he was losing. The, uh, after the first round, anyway, he was losing the fight. Um, he'd probably won the fight, uh, won the second round if he didn't get that re-naked choke. But yeah, man, uh, I, I always love seeing a submission as well because it's always usually bucking the trend. <laughs> I, I like anybody that gets a submission by like starting with the hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah, he's he's just a just he's a dude bent on violence. And he I don't think he starts slow. I just think he goes in with this pressure style of fighting, brawl style of fighting, when yep. his opponents are fresh, like they still have pop in their arms, they still have speed <laughs> on their side, like they're not they're not panting yet. And then they clash and they trade a little 
and he gets hurt a lot of the times in round one. <laughs> but then, then the guys he's fighting start to slow down, and he starts to really put a work, uh, put work on him. Yeah. And yeah, love to see it, right? Absolutely. And then moving on, we've got Andrea Andrea Lee, sorry, versus Macy Barber. She won by split decision. Uh, Macy Barber, 29-28, 30-27, with the other uh, judge calling it 29-28. What did you think of this fight, Rob? Oh, it was just – it was a tight fight. What can you say? Like, both girls were back and forth, yeah. takedowns. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's – it was It was, It was. was just a really tight fight. Yeah, like – it depends on who, obviously, who you're backing, but you can't really complain with with the the call. You wouldn't be complaining if the call went the other way. It was just no, one of those fights not. that was like a hair's breath in it. And and talking about, I mean, so you you were talking about this before before we, we started recording, and you and you really wanted to talk a little bit about Chitty. So Chitty against Albert, man. So split decision as well. Yeah, I, no, and I think he pronounced his last name Injo Kwani. That's, that's how I'm going. That's how I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Durayev. Durayev. Now I, I'm. A, oh, sorry, I said split decision. It, it, it was guillotine. Yeah. Sorry. I um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Chidi because his grappling coach Sergio Pena has um always has always had time for me. He's a he's a you know member of the team for the longest time. He was with yeah. me in the show that I, I filmed over there, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And um, yeah, we 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 really we we really close, and that was a great fight for him. Um, he got taken down in the first round, yeah, and it held down, and he convincingly lost the first because he spent a lot of time on his back yeah. in that first round, and then the second yeah. round and third round was back and forth. Okay, I think Chitty, and I think he was the faster guy. He was he was floating around, landing jabs, backing up, but I think that's that's the problem. Okay, the problem mm. was he wasn't making Albert respect him enough. He wasn't yeah. making him pay for coming in, for trying to close that gap. And I think it came from uh, the fear of getting taken down again. And right. um and then that's what takedowns do to a to a stand-up fighter. Like they make you think. They mm. make you hesitant, a little gun shy. And I felt that from Chidi a little bit, a little bit gun shy in that second and third round. When I clearly saw he had the the striking superiority. Yeah. So it's a, it's a shame for him, but like hopefully he does come back because now he's on he's on two losses, lost previously against Greg, Gregory Rodriguez. Where where does he go from here? Because it's tough. He's only he's only joined the, the UFC recently, right? And now he's two wins, two losses. It's it's hard to say. Like the UFC it it is Honestly, I feel like the UFC is the golden ticket. It's the opportunity of a lifetime for, for yeah. athletes like myself and yeah. many people like me. But it, it is – it's hard. It's hard to – like there's a saying, it's easy to get in the UFC, it's hard to stay because yeah. the UFC is the premier fighting mm-hmm. organization in the world. It yeah. is. And once you enter that playground, mm. everyone, everyone there – is just as talented as you, just as mm. fast as you, just as strong as you, just as skilled as you. And when when you start when you start going up against these higher level dudes, it's a matter it's a game of inches, man. Yeah. And a close fight a close fight's a close fight, but it's yeah. still an L at the end of the day. And you you need more W's than you do L's. It's how, a, um, how often yeah. have we seen this man where, you know, fighters will come in, they'll be fighting in different leagues, undefeated or very few losses, and then 
sometimes they just get rattled than UFC. They 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 have a string of losses or they're 50-50 and then they end up getting let go. We like we just saw I think it was four fighters just got let go from the UFC. I can't remember the names, but that's just happened recently as well. Yeah, and that's just the nature of the beast, man. Like um like I said, UFC is the premier fighting organization in the world. Yeah. So when you when you when you take that step to fight in the UFC, you are literally taking the step to fight the best in the world. Yeah. And it only gets harder. You enter yeah. you enter the game and you, hopefully you win. God willing, yeah. you win, and then you fight someone better. <laughs> and you yeah. you win, hopefully, God willing, and you fight someone better. And you keep doing that until you're the champion. Yeah. Until all you have that, like everyone surrounding you is like NCAA wrestling, <laughs> uh, Olympic yeah. silver medalists, like boxing gold medalists. Like you're surrounded by killers. You're 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 yeah. in the ocean, mate. You're in the surf. It's um but it's also fun, you know, because that's how that's how you can make a name for yourself. That's how you can rise to the, the cream of the crop, the top of the crowd. I was listening to some commentary today about how like MMA math never works out. Like you you it's all about matchups, it's all about fighting styles. You have someone that's really good against one person and not so good against one person. Mm. Like the perfect example is Leon Edwards, Usman and Colby Covington. They pretty much have this rock paper scissors thing going on <laughs> yeah. between them depending upon who they fight, right? Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. Like I can use myself as an example. I'd like to think I match up very well against ninety nine percent of the division. Ninety eight percent of the division now. You do. I reckon. <laughs> but yeah. but there's something about Adesanya when I fought him. He's he's a tricky fight for me. He's a he's a long, slippery sort of fella. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you look at Adesanya against Pereira. It's the exact same thing. What's he like 0 3 now across all all like kind of fight he styles? Is. He is it's, he it's is. just insane. And I would yeah. like to say, you don't have to comment, I would like to say that you're a good matchup against Pereira, if that was to ever happen. I'd like to think so. I think I can, um, I think my diversity of skills and the way I can use my takedowns and entries and the yeah. way he stands and how fast I am at moving in, yeah. um, I, I just think because he's less likely to lean away, because of the way he stands with his legs a little closer, he can't get as far away as, say, Adesanya does. Because yeah. I feel Pereira is more offensive, whereas Adesanya is more defensive. And I think the offensive side of things works better in my favor. But, Fair. you know, hopefully well, we'll, we we'll find definitely out in a couple of weeks. I was going to say, we're definitely going to talk about uh, our predictions for Adesanya and Pereira in next episode, uh, next week in episode four. But mm-hmm. to, to finish mm-hmm. off the UFC fight card, uh, this was the mistake that I made. So it was Pineda and Lutz. It was a guillotine choke submission in round two at 250. Um, mm-hmm. Anything to, to say about this fight, Rob? Um, where are we? It was just... Uh, Clean submission, you know? Like, what, what much more can you say? Uh, Panita and Lutz, I, I can't for the life of me remember. I think, where was I? What was I doing? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, had, I had the fights on my computer on Sunday, but I, what happened? Something happened. What were you I'm, doing? I, some, think back, right? I miss that. I miss that. Oh, I, I know. I made pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, was, it was the fight before that. Like, it finished. <laughs> It, it finished. Sunday's a pancake day. Okay. It's pancake day. You know, so on Sundays, I, we make pancakes for the kids. But I watched I watched the fight before it with Chitty. And right. I, I, I saw the decision. It, it lost. I was upset. I was like, yeah. kids have been calling for pancakes for the last two hours. So I was like, all right. Got up, made pancakes, and missed it. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. But by the time you made the batter, the fight was over. <laughs> oh, mate, oh, with, the, with the food processor, the things are... <laughs> and then uh, playing the music and... That's brilliant. Well, that, that was pretty much your UFC fight night. Um, and we've got UFC 287 to look forward to next week. So look forward to episode four, where we talk about mm. our predictions for that. But some other UFC news to to end off the week. So we've got Li Jingliang. He's actually pulled out of UFC 287 due to a back injury. He was set to fight Michael mm. Chiesa. And he may actually need surgery as well. Like back surgery is always a scary thing to talk about. Back and neck surgery. It's something that you never want to do. Um, mm. First, what do you think about this, Rob? And then we can talk about who does Kiesa fight next. Well, I guess we're, we're going to see who, whether they want a replacement to put to put in um, Lee's, Lee's position to fight Kiesa. It's late notice. What is it? Two weeks now. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, so off. Kevin Lee is probably the one. He put his hand up and he said, I, I can probably do it. But I don't know. Kevin Lee, Kiesa, does Kiesa want to take that fight just for the sake of it? Maybe to get paid? Uh, I don't know. Well, if I was in Kiesa's shoes, I'd probably say yes, just because, yeah. <clears throat> just because, been doing like the camp's done at this point. He's yeah, fit, he he's well. ready, he's he's on weight, and he yeah. only gets paid if he if he gets to the fight. So yeah, yeah, you know, like if I would, uh, but it is dangerous. It, it all comes with risk. But I yeah. I think like if if Kevin Lee hasn't been training, or yeah. comes in a little slow against Michael Kiesa, like Kiesa can take that. And that take that fight and 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 you know get yeah. the W who needs uh, with with Lee in regards to Lee and his back like oh man that sucks can't do anything if it's your back you can't work around it can't take the fight oh, dude. Like, the back the back injuries we just just cripple you like, literally they like, suck um, I, I I'm someone so that does deal with with back pain as well and everything er, literally everything that I read it's back surgery is the last result neck surgery yeah. is, is the last resort. It's not something that you want to do. So if he does actually need back surgery, it's like it's once you do it, that your your back's never quite the same. If you can try and avoid mm. it as long as you can, you do it. But I guess in the UFC, like you're looking for a quicker recovery time, and sometimes I think surgery is necessary. Yeah, well, and there are some injuries you can you can fight around. Yeah, you know, and like especially I mean, how, how many fighters have a bulging way. disc. You know, yeah, like all to get all the way to the fight itself, and then to have to pull out now, like. It is what it is like. It absolutely sucks for him. But the the next uh, topic that we have, so um, someone said that Alex Pereira could fight at heavyweight in the future. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because why is that always the talk, Rob? I, like, why is it always the talk about this fight? I wanted to move up to this weight. It's like Pereira is someone that has, has barely fought anyone in the, in the top five in middleweight. Mm. And now there's already talks about him going up to heavyweight. And he would easily make that weight and probably be exciting. But whatever happened, just like fighting in your division. Um, like, I think the talk for him in, in, in particular is very warranted just because he's a huge, he's dude. big, <laughs> he, he is monstrously big and, um, he struggles with the cuts. I think he's 35 now as well. So they like, the cuts aren't yeah. getting easier Yeah, and, um, yeah, he's a big guy. I was surprised. And how rough the cut was for him last fight to take the shots he did off Adesanya as well as he yeah. did, you know, and uh, as well as just to hold up stamina and cardio wise, yeah, uh, for the five rounds. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the talk, the talk about him going to heavyweight is definitely warranted. I think he has to move up 
in weight because he's he's just a big dude. He's a massive dude. He makes Adesanya look small, and Adesanya's a big dude. Like I've yeah. been face to face with him a bunch yeah. of times. He's much bigger than he looks. I was going to say he's deceptively big because like on, on screen, for whatever reason, he comes up as a little bit more kind of a skinnier, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. People think he's like skinny and lanky, but no, he's, he's, he's a big dude. For sure. Walks around what, and, and, 6'5", 6'4", something like that. ridiculously tall. That, tall. How, how do you think though, how, how, do you, yeah, how do you think Pereira is going to, would do in heavyweight? Because like, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but- that's a. T- I, I I know that he he probably he could probably fight more comfortably at that at that weight and in that division maybe, but that's yeah. a scary division to be I, in. It is because they hit so hard, but but then you think like Pereira is going to be hitting that little bit extra hard, and his True. striking is world caliber. He's yeah, his striking would have to be literally one of the best in the world. So For sure. yeah, I, I think I think he'd have. A lot of success in the heavier weight divisions. It depends if he if he's going to make the jump all the way to heavyweight. I don't think that's the move. I think light heavy would yeah. be the way because I'd, yeah, I was going to say it's well, a big jump. Yeah, yeah. I'd say well away from John Jones because he <laughs> that's is going to. I was not going to say because he's a monster. Yeah. I don't know you who's going to be able to beat him. Stay well away from. Well, I've seen <laughs> Pereira's wrestling, and I'm not going to say it's terrible, but you stay well away from John Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know anyone in that division who would want to fight John Jones right now. He's just scary, dude. Oh, mate. Well, is that fight with Stipe happening? I don't, I th- I don't I, know. It, it has to be the fight. Who else does was, John Jones fight? Yeah. I saw I somewhere mean, that it, it wasn't confirmed even yet. I don't think it is confirmed, but like you know, I think it was Jones. I called him out, like the at the event, the the camera was on on Stepe. Like that has to be the the fight to make next, because who else is it I, within Ganu gone fighting in, yeah. in boxing or whatever? I want to watch John Jones versus Derek Lewis. I want to see that fight. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> I want to see that fight. I just, I don't know. I just want to see it happen. I want to Why? Because you think Derek Lewis could just throw a haymaker and knock him out? Well, that's the only thing Derek Lewis is going to do. <laughs> that's and what I was going to say. Like, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any other options. And uh, he, he loves doing it anyway. I'd, I'd, what makes me curious is that I want to see how John Jones approaches that fight. Yeah. Whether he says, screw you, and just like punches on with him. Because he does that yeah. all the time. He, he purposely fights uh, like stand-ups. Uh, Stand-up fights a striker or grapples a grappler or wrestles a wrestler like you yeah. do with Cormier. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just think it would be cool to, to see. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. But the, the last uh, piece of news that I had anyways, I think there was something that you wanted to talk about, Rob. But yeah. we had Ch- Charles Oliveira uh, uh, saying he wants to hunt Benil Dariush in, in their next fight at UFC 288. This is the quote that he said, Rob. I found it very funny. I'll tell you the truth. Being real here, I'll hunt in this fight. I'll walk forward the entire time. I don't care if it's a knockout, a submission, or a decision. I'll hunt in this fight. I can't say that I'll do a strategic fight that I'll be waiting. No, that's not Charles fighting. He, it's going to be an interesting fight <laughs> if that's how he's going to approach it. Yeah, um... Yeah, like <laughs> I um I'm interested in seeing that. He he does get dropped in most of his fights, but right, <laughs> <laughs> like let's just let's just let's just yeah throw it out there. He, like I'm pretty yeah. sure most of his fights where he just walks down people, he gets yep. dropped in a lot of them. You're now, right. granted, 
he still wins all those fights. But yeah. I, I, I have seen him get dropped in pretty much every fight yeah. since he won the belt. Man, and, and I'm prior. thinking of the Chandler. That's the first fight that comes to my mind is Chandler. When, yeah. what, what, from memory, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was like round one, Chandler was scary, like almost yeah. knocked him out, and then Oliveira out of nowhere pulled out the win. Yeah, that's the that's the the typical uh, Chandler fight, <laughs> the yeah. the typical Chandler breakdown. <laughs> round one looks like he's about to go to jail, <laughs> and then and then round two, round two he comes out a little 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 bit slower. But but it happened in the Gaethje fight. It happened in the yep. Islam fight. Yeah, uh, he just you know he has a, a habit of getting of getting caught and getting getting sat down for a little bit. Granted, still still wins a lot of those fights. Yeah, but. I don't know. Let's see how he I goes then. I, 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 yeah. I don't know if, if the game plan would be to, to walk him down. I would, you know, I wouldn't approach it like that. But maybe he's just saying that to kind of, you know, put him off a little bit. That's not actually his game plan, but he's saying and, that. So And maybe, you know. and maybe. Because Dariush, yeah. I will say ben, Benil. Benil. Dariush fights oh. very well off his back foot, I feel, anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like I think he fights really very highly well off of Dariush. Foot. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's only gotten better in his last few fights. I saw in his last fight he was really well put together, had a real solid yeah. game plan and stuck yeah. to it to a T to the point where you could have written it out on paper and he he executed how the fight would go flawlessly. Yeah. So that is yeah. – uh, that's a dangerous way to fight him. <laughs> yeah, Darius hasn't fought in a, in, a, in a little now. I don't know what his. I don't know if his next fight is actually. Um, I mean, ob- obviously, like he's versus Oliveira, but like after that, surely he's in line for a, for a title shot at some stage. He's got like and, six, seven wins in a row or something. Crazy. And that's the problem with being at the top of the chain, and especially when he gets when he gets tied up with like people leaving the division to fight other people, and yeah, like, that's what happens. We people like. Benil and myself and a lot, a lot of others in other divisions, we get stuck in this no man's land where what do we do? We're trying yeah. to fight dudes better than us, but we've, we've beaten them. Or yeah. do we fight guys lower than us just to kill time until we can get another shot at these guys coming back? Yeah. You know, like uh, these champions leaving weight divisions to fight other champions and rematches and stuff like that it really does tie up, tie up For divisions. Sure. But I mean, it, it sells cards. It's exciting. As we said the other week, you know, this is all a business, so I totally get it. But Rob, mm. what, what was the news that you want to talk about? You were talking about like a knee bar or okay. an arm bar or something? Yeah. So there was a, there was a <laughs> knee bar on Mokhev, which looked te- absolutely terrible. Um, yeah. But he, he, he didn't tap. He didn't tap. And I was like, one of the guys in the YouTube comments said, like, mention it, bring it up. And I yep. thought I'd bring up knee attacks in general. Mm. Now, if you've ever been putting a knee in a knee bar or a uh, – Specifically, a knee bar, they don't hurt really. Mm. Like mm. they don't, they don't really hurt. It's more you're just afraid. Like you're, you know that it's doing damage. Yeah, and you're, you're afraid of like what that's going to be. But it doesn't actually hurt. You see a lot of dudes in fights. Like if you're just committed to not tapping. You know, and you're like a little bit unhinged. Like you don't, you can see these guys just live through taps. They live through the the, the breaks. It's like the elbows and the forearms oh. and the kimuras, the shoulders that I don't like seeing because those things break stuff. But yeah, knee bars don't don't hurt. If you've been put in one, you'll know it doesn't really hurt. You don't know when you should tap. It's just more the fear of what yeah. is going to happen that that gets you tapping. And mm. I I say this from experience. Like I've been put in a knee bar. And I didn't tap, and I managed yeah. to get through the fight, and yeah. won the fight. Thankfully, 
Yeah. But I was on crutches afterwards. <laughs> what, what happened like, with you? Were you like, it was a, a break or a tear or what happened? No, I was put in a heel hook. Okay. And um, I just didn't tap and I was just like trying to backhand the dude whilst it was on. Yeah. Just yeah. tearing everything in my knee. And um, yeah. Far out. That and, just uh, sounds let, painful. I'm wincing thinking about it. It it doesn't really hurt. It doesn't okay. really hurt. It's yeah. um but not with the adrenaline and everything. And then like yeah, once yeah. once the ligaments are gone with certain with certain locks, like what do you you can't really do yep. anything more. <laughs> like no. you all no. you can do is let it go. <laughs> Damn, man. So yeah. that, I mean that's that's pretty much all our UFC news. We didn't quite hit the thirty minute. We're at thirty six oh, minutes. I know. know we went over wait, one more thing. Yeah, go sorry, on, sorry, sorry, on. I forgot. Someone said that Chimaev said that they offered me a fight and I told Okay, it down. I didn't want to bring this up because I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to <laughs> are allowed to talk about it. I have no, no idea, man. So go on. Say it. I was never offered a fight with Chimaev. And that's okay. that. That's that. Is that, is that all you I, want? That's it. That's it. I, I haven't been offered any fight. Like I've been just, I've been just waiting. I've been waiting, and um, like I'm sure I could have asked for for someone in the in the meanwhile. Like I, I've been, I've been talking to the UFC, and I've been asking yeah. like, "What's up?" And he goes, yeah. and the the communications has just been, "Let's wait and see what happens with this title shot." Right. Okay. They didn't say. I have not received any sort of written contract saying. Do you want to fight Chimaev in yeah. X, Y, Z? That's not yeah. something that has been presented to me. So, yeah, just uh, clarifying that. It's a good cl- clarification, man, because like the way he was rattling off names, like to me, yeah. something didn't add up. Like, surely not all three of you said no. Like, it just maybe it was like the communication didn't get passed on. I mean, who know, who really knows what actually happened? Mm. But it's good for you to clarify that. <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. I'm I'm glad that you All mentioned right. it because I like I didn't even want to ask. Like, are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> Moving no, let's, on to let's let's leave this bullish fighting game behind us and move to what's important: <laughs> video yeah, games. games. Video games. That's right. We're getting to the video game segment of the podcast again. A bit of a, a lighter week in games. Um, the the first big one we've talked about this. We talked about E3 the other week, Rob, but we talked about how Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony all pulled out of E3, and now this like Ubisoft, who is always at E3, and they said they were going to this one. They've pulled out. Sega pulled out. Tencent pulled out and there's worries now uh, insider talks and rumors like iGen's reporting on it other sites are reporting on it E3 might not actually happen there was a quote thrown around saying there is no possible way according to this person this show can happen I was getting a little sad because I I like the idea of E3 I like the event I have so many fond memories of just sitting and watching everyone's press conferences and all the announcements on the one banner and I've been to two E3s it's awesome I'm a little sad that it might not actually happen um, at least to the extent that it that it maybe should um yeah it's it's, it's just a change in the guard I think I think it's yeah. like like covid really open the door to those virtual events and virtual yep. um oh, what are they the, the the virtual concert halls like and press and conferences yeah yep. yeah and and i think it's so much cheaper for these developers especially the the like obviously they're triple a but not as triple a as 
the yeah. rest of them, you know. They yeah. So it just and as well as it's a lot of money. Yeah, and you see a lot of the it's almost like a domino effect. You see all these big names dropping out. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's kind of like, well, if they're not in it, I don't want to be in it, sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it is it sad, but a, it makes complete sense, you know. So it, it might just be a change of the guard. Yeah, well, as you said, change of the guard is a perfect phrase because like you've got the summer game show. This is the one that Jeff Keighley hosts, and that's the one that's getting a little bit more of attention. It's very funny every time there's news about E3 potentially being cancelled. Jeff Keighley, who runs that show, always comes out with something a little bit snarky and funny to say about it. But it's looking like if you wanted to to go to E3 or view E3 in any capacity, it's probably not going to be the show that you thought of. But next up, we've got uh, I, I, mention. I, I, of- I do think though. I do think though. Yeah, quickly on. on E3. Is that yep. if they pull the show, which they might, they will yep. in the next year or so bring out a new show without fail. Like without you reckon? Fail. Like the same organizers uh, yeah. would bring out a new show. I don't have to be the same organizers or branch yeah. organizers or something like that. But that, that's just we 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 seem to always loop ourselves. Like we 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 repeat ourselves. You know, yep. it, it'll be like. Why have we never done this before? When this yeah. is all we used to do, and I, I just I can see, I can see them bringing the show back once, once we we haven't had it. But who knows? Maybe they're going to bring it back and call it three E. Well, no, I, I think yeah. you're right because like yeah, like things come in cycles, right? I, I remember like E three years and years ago, it was like this completely different thing to what it is now. Yeah, and maybe this is just the time for E three like and a the organizers. Nerd convention. Yeah, like they, maybe they just need to go away <laughs> for a few years. Like uh, go away and, and maybe the heart grows fonder and then everyone's like, you know what I really miss? I really miss E3. And then the, all these publishers are like, yeah, you know what? Like because everyone's holding a press conference nowadays. There's like Sony's doing one every like, two or three, like two, three times a year. Nintendo is doing all these Nintendo Directs. And maybe individually they're not hitting as hard as they wanted them to. So E3 is a, is a good way for that to come back. I don't know. I mean, who who really knows what's going to happen in the future? I, I was just getting a little bit sad because I was actually planning on going to E3 this year. I was like, you know what? I could do it. But uh, <laughs> then I backed out. Yeah, I can, yeah the nostalgia and the – see, I guess just the, the feelings for the show. It's – Yeah. It, it, it is a special thing. It really is. I'm trying not to think of it, to be honest. Like, you, get, <laughs> you get sad thinking about it, Rob. Yeah, because it, it is. Like, change is always a little sad, but – I don't know. Yeah. Bloody the pandemic did this to us. It did Absolutely. this to us. <laughs> but speaking of change, the PS5, uh, apparently there might be a PS5 Slim coming. There's been a lot of rumors, Rob, for a while. So, you know, you have the disc version of the PS5. That's the one that I have. Mm-hmm. You have the digital version of the PS5. There's been a rumor for a while that they're coming out with a PS5 with a detachable drive. So you can buy this unit, and if you want to, if you want to be able to play Blu-ray games that you buy physically, you can buy this separate unit to attach to your PS5, and then you can play those discs. And it's a way to, I guess, keep the cost down. If you know you're someone that doesn't buy discs and you buy all your games digitally, you don't have to buy that attachment. I think it's pretty clever because if they migrate all PS5 units to that kind of model... It would probably be more cost effective in the, in the long t- uh, long run, but apparently uh, it was an Aussie retailer, the good guys. They had a little bit of a, a page that went up momentarily that was mentioning the the PS5 Slim. 
quote, it was the new look slimmer PlayStation 5. So we don't know whether that's just getting ready for it or maybe they actually do have info and they maybe accidentally leaked early. But Rob, do you have a PS5? I, I haven't asked you yet. Mate, I do. I do. I have, I have a PS5 and an Xbox. Yeah. Um, do you have the disc version of the PS5? And I got a, yeah, I got the, the first edition that came out. And I got to say, yeah. PS5, like Sony are really milking this PS5, aren't they? <laughs> like, <laughs> let, me, let me just, uh, I'm just going to, oh, this is something I believe in. I think, I think if you're a disc user, if you are a yeah. user of the Blu-ray discs and you like putting yeah. the discs in and you like putting them on your shelf and stuff, brother, it's time to, it's time to leave that behind. It's time to, to get. It's time to break. Or it's time to change. It's time to change. The, the the age of the disc is over. It is, and the sooner, the sooner you come to grips with that and you just go digital, <laughs> the better your life will be for it. Okay, because I was a big believer in discs and like I had some yep. games on Steam yeah. and I had some games on this. And, yep. and like even reading. So I, I had a lot, I have a massive library of a lot of books. I used to go all the way in the city to buy my books. And yep. like I was like always, no, I like books. I don't want a Kindle. And then, <laughs> then, I, then I got a Kindle and, and then I got Steam and I found out what the cloud was and I found out what the, the Kindle <laughs> library was. And, bro, it is it changes your life. Like your collection is with you always in whatever the yeah. cloud is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the, 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 the godlike cloud is has all my sub <laughs> save data's all my higher yep. scores and achievements, all the games that I've yep. ever wanted and ever had. And it's got all my books there as well and all my naughty photos and everything else. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, just come to the cloud, man. It, it'll, it'll make your life better. It will. Rob, well, I, I will say, I've got Steve. I, all my games, all good old games, Blizzard, Net, what, Battle.net, whatever, everything on my PC, digital. I've got my PlayStation 5. It's a disc version, but I everything's digital. The one it's, thing it's be. I will not let go, though, I will not let go, is my Nintendo Switch. Everything that I buy on that thing, all cartridges, all physical. And I don't know why. I started it when I bought the damn thing, and I cannot end at all. Even games are no. like, oh, it's I, on sale, but I'll go check it in store because I want the physical cartridge. I love I them. Why. I don't know why. No. Go on. I know tell me, why. Tell me. I know why. It's because yeah. when they came out, they had 50 freaking meg worth of save data on it, like save space. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You couldn't put any freaking games on it. Like every two minutes I'm out there on my on my sun <laughs> switch having to, to like delete this to install this. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they, they have no room. They had no room. And, and then eventually like, oh, everyone buys SD a SD card. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then SD like, card prices drop so significantly. You can buy a 500 gig one or even a one terabyte one for a you know, reasonable price. Um, so I, I think you're right. It started from that point. And then, like, I don't know, I, if I start swapping to digital, then half my games are digital, half of them are physical. It just That's messy to me. I'm going to keep it clean until yeah. the next switch. Yeah, that's why you got to you know? just, just gotta cut it. You got to cut it off. Cut it off. Make the switch. I'll be honest. Don't look. Back. I'll be honest, though, man. I'm not actually playing the switch that often anymore. Um, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it is, and and maybe like I, I was thinking uh, if I want to buy a Steam Deck. Have you seen the Steam Decks? We can't buy them oh, in Australia man. yet. Not yet, but I am waiting. I am waiting because a lot of the a lot of the games I play are like really like 500 megabyte type roguelike games from yeah. indie developers, and yeah. like they will play all those games on that thing. I need it. I want it. 
But we oh, so I, every time I hear about games like that, they're always optimized, and that thing just seems so cool. Actually, you know what you can do? Apparently, you can buy them through like Kogan and other resellers in Oz, but... I'm always worried about that because it's like, what's the warranty like? Who are these random resellers? Just, Steve, <laughs> yeah, if you're you know, listening to this podcast, you know and I know you're not, you know, Valve, just just sell it in Australia. We would buy well, it. Might. You know? I think I think Valve's, they're in New Zealand, aren't they? Well, Gabe is in New Zealand. He was living they, there for a little bit. You're right. They, yeah. They, Why they, they might be listening. Oh. Yeah, maybe so. maybe maybe he's our first subscriber. He's like, hey boys, I'll take it on board. <laughs> why, why, are you, why, are you talk, why are you calling me out like this? Jesus guys, I just want to listen to some MMA and games. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, honestly, like the save cloud for Steam. It, if if a game doesn't have the the cloud, I don't play it. Yeah, because Fair. I feel like it's not real. Like it's not real. Yeah, because it, on computer you can go into the save files and do all sorts of shenanigans. Whereas oh, with the cloud, you, you know, there's all honesty in the cloud. There's one thing that I do, and and we'll talk about it in the what we're playing section as well. But I'm I've started a new playthrough of Fallout Four, and you know how long it takes to freaking do it, your your character customization and your face. I always want my character to look like me. I spent mm-hmm. like three hours one night making my character in the save file look just like me, and I've saved that save file ever since. And I'll always bring it up whenever I want to start a new playthrough, so I don't have to do that thing again. And it's the beauty of Steam save files and the cloud because right. whether I delete it, move it to another PC, whatever, that save file yeah. will exist forever. Yeah. You've got a footprint in history. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, who's your romance in Fallout 4? Oh, Paladin Dance, man. Paladin Dance is the, is, is the best. I, I, I will... It- I, yeah, really? like the big power armor dude. Absolutely. Uh, Paladin Dance is the best NPC in that game, bar none. Bar no, none. Uh, what's the, Who what's would the you junkie say? chick's name? <laughs> uh, what's her name? <laughs> She's my favorite. I, um, I don't think I ever actually got her as a companion. I think it starts with a, a C. Uh, uh, Damn it. It, uh, Kate, it, you're right. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're both close there. It's Kate. So you got, okay. You got a few companions that aren't quite companions, like dog meat, who you can still have other humanoid companions. But you got, you got Kate. Yeah. You got Paladin Dance, Deacon, Hancock, McCready, Nick Valentine, Piper. I like Piper. Don't get Piper's me wrong. I definitely right. like Piper. She's, yeah, yeah. No, I like I like the junkie chick, but she's wicked. Like Kate, she, yeah. Yeah, she's she's crazy, and and like her, I feel like her companion quest was the most wholesome one it's the one that drew me in the most it's it's, it's the one not, it's the only one i can remember right now it's like you yeah. take it you follow her you make some decisions you help her get clean she changes great you know they're all rough and tumbled junkie chick <laughs> who, like falls in love it becomes it's a bit of a romance there's a bit of a romance here. probably you're having feelings <laughs> for your digital companion right oh dude i I immerse myself into these games like you would not believe. But hey, you tell me you're playing on survival though, right? No, I refuse. I, I refuse no, to. I'm sorry, why? Rob. I, I'm sorry because you know, are- I tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I want to be able to fast travel. I I do not have enough time to walk Mate, from this area you, of the map to that you area can of the map. Just join your brother. Uh, Dan's is your favorite dude anyway. Just join the brotherhood and then call in your little vertebrates and they take you everywhere. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, maybe Mate, I just don't want to be me. a sucker for punishment. <laughs> oh, but it's it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Like you got. I'll, we, tell you, I'll, are, I'll give you this, Rob. You know what? I'm gonna play it one day just for you. I'm yeah, gonna. We're, we're I'm, hosts. I'm gonna play through. Yes. Of MM Arcade. Yes. You know, we have to lead by example, and I feel like survival is the example. Like, trust me, I get it. I get it. There's nothing. 
Nothing is worse. It's intimidating, okay? bro. Let me tell when you, I right? spend When I spend two hours making my character, like yeah. yourself, and I get yeah. through the the first cut scenes and everything, and then I go down to Red Rocket, and then yeah. I start making my way into the city, and then accidentally step on a mine, die, and have yep. to create my character again because I haven't slept yet. I know, I know the pain. I, I know that it just pain doesn't sound very well. fun to me, Rob. I'll be, I'll be real with you, and well, and this isn't a thing against Bethesda games. It's like generally just when, when enemies are bullet sponges, and you're especially in the early bits of the game, and and Skyrim is very similar in this re- this regard as well. When you play on very hard, the early mm. part of a game is a slog until you can get your character up. And Skyrim, yeah. you you do your sneak archer, and then you're playing very hard, very easily. I've done this on Fire Four and Skyrim. You play initially on normal. And then once your character gets a bit good, you swap to very hard, and it's actually not that hard because your character's yeah. built up. I just don't want to go through that opening five hours where I'm getting my ass handed. Hey, you, you know, I am, I am the defender of Bethesda. I love their games, and I, I will happily, happily, um, I don't know, I don't know what what I was going to say, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, they're they're very any any mode. Difficulty setting past normal is terrible for their, for those games. They are terrible. Like they they are they are terrible. Enemies hit harder, you hit yep. less hard, and yep. you take more damage, and they take less damage. That makes no sense. None. Deny. But you see, that's where the beauty of survival comes in, mate. All because right. I don't think you've looked into it because survival no. survival for Fallout Four for for the enemies. Is on them too. They are in survival as well, so you can kill them as easy as they can kill you, which makes it amazing. Like you can, like a sniper in Fallout Four, yeah. well, a headshot's killing everybody, dude. But but that that, that means you're you're forced. You pretty much have to, unless you're like just a crazy man. You have to do a sneak build. You have no, to do a sneak rifleman build. No, you don't. You, you don't think? I, I played survival on a pure intellect build. Where I just like put all my points into upgrading power armor, and I lived in that tin can. Okay, if I if I was ever caught outside the tin can, I melted like a stiff breeze when I was outside of my power armor destroyed me, broke legs. Okay, but inside my fully upgraded power armor, dude, untouchable Iron Man. Did I hate the HUD and everything else because it took ten years to get anywhere? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Was I was going to say, because you're, you're I, even slow in the power armor. Was, was it annoying that I had to get out of my power armor for every crafting bench? Yes, it was. Did I have to get out of my power armor every time I wanted to sleep? Yes, I did. But it is so uh, much like, trust me, trust me. Trust I, me, it's good. I'll, I, will, I will one day, I will do it for you. Maybe I'll live stream it, right? And we'll it. see how I do. But I think I would go for a sneak build because I wouldn't want to have to deal, deal with that. Um, but I mean, the last games news that I had, man, and we had, I wanted to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie because it's kind of mm. tangentially games related. That movie's coming out and it looks so good. I don't yeah. care what anyone says about Chris Pratt voicing Mario. I don't care what anyone says about Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong. It looks like such a good movie. Rob, you're going to see it with your kids. You know you are. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. My, my son, when he watched that trailer, was like frothing <laughs> at the mouth. I thought I had taken him the, the ER because he started frothing. He was that excited. It's um yeah, and my my kids, my kids in particular are like massive fans of Mario and Ushi, who is actually Yoshi, but <laughs> and is that what they, they call they, Yoshi? <laughs> yeah, Ushi. 
and yeah, they 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 love Nintendo, like the Nintendo Nintendo characters. So I I yeah. will definitely be taking them to 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 see that movie for sure. One trip for that you sure. got to do for them, and it's something that I want to do as well. Super Nintendo World. Have you seen that thing in Japan and now in the US? It is ridiculously it's like you're literally in super mario world there are like coin blocks you can hit you go through the the pipe tunnels there are rides of like mario kart ride it looks so cool man it just my then, inner kid would come out if i ever went yeah that that's the um that's the the next family holiday when i can like once the batteries are recharged and yeah. i've earned some money to be able to afford the bloody thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, what i've actually fought in a while um <laughs> yeah that's that's the family holiday because i i personally i love japan we were talking about anime yeah. just before we jumped on i'm we a massive anime fan i've been to japan like four times oh uh, yeah yeah i just 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 love it so um that that is the 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 family destination of choice for next next trip for both of us and and now we're moving Mm. on to what we're playing slash watching we decided like you know because some weeks i like to watch a lot of (laughs) anime more than i play games so we'll have this as a dual section so rob what are you playing or what have you been playing this week i've been playing and i mentioned this before i like roguelikes okay now now quick tidbit on on roguelikes i don't like the road like uh roguelikes where When you die, you lose everything. There's zero progression. I don't like zero progression. I, I've played yep. a lot of games like that and don't really love them, but I like being able to – I like a little bit of meta progression. So I like things yep. like like uh, Rogue Legacy, things like that, where you know your, your previous run makes the next run better. So yep. there is a game, probably the best roguelike or one of at least that I've mm. ever played, and it's called Rogue's Tale. Don't know if you've ever okay. heard of it. It's a two D. Um, it's a two D game. It is um, turn based. It is a roguelike. It is brutally hard, and you can unlock challenges and you can unlock challenges during your run, which makes your next yeah. runs better. But it is. I just feel like the system they have, and. I don't know, just the the features they have, the way they make it work, flow and seam together is so well done. It's amazing. So you you go down the dungeon, you loot it, you kill things, you get stronger, you leave the dungeon, you sell things, you take up quests, or you just jump back down in the dungeon and rinse and repeat, and that's it. And every dungeon run, you get stronger and get stronger and get better and do more quests, with the end game being to to defeat the king, but you don't have to. You can just keep running dungeons, you know? And I don't know. It is just... I've spent so much time. They've got a new DLC coming out on the 10th of April. And, they do. Uh, been, the, the Horde I've, DLC is it called, right? No. The next one's called The Hideout. The Hideout. But, um, the Horde was a lot of fun. Brought in a lot, <laughs> lot of bloodlines. But, but for such a simple game, it is you can right. lose yourself a lot of hours. You see in the comments, yeah. like people have rated this very highly, but you see in the comments, like the dudes that are commenting are like guys with 522 hours. 600 oh, hours, 200 oh. hours. And I, there's nothing, nothing beat kills me inside when I see like, hey, top game. Uh, <laughs> love this game with, with all my heart. And then it's like 32 minutes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, sh- shut up. Or even the dudes that say like, this is an amazing game. It's like two hours. I don't want two hours. I want to lose my life in this. You know? Yeah. The, you know the opposite yeah. of that though is Robert's the guys that put in like a thousand hours and they're like, this game sucks. 
Then why the yeah. hell did you put a thousand hours into it? <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love those. Well, you know those dudes are being smart asses. I love They're those being smart. Dudes as well. 100% they are. There's it's no like, way. You know? Yeah. It's like the guy with like 3,600 hours and he's like, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you just love do those, those to have a bit of fun. Or, but you know what? Just no, say, if, you, if you are doing that, but shame on you because the developers <laughs> deserve the, the good review. Can can we can we admit though the Steam comments is the best place for for oh, any like it is so much fun to go through, like yeah. so much fun to go through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's maybe that's a segment what we can do one episode, Rob. You can the pick the Steam game comments. that you're paying, yeah, because so. you're usually playing games and roguelikes that I'm not playing. So I'm going to go through the Steam page for every one of those games and I'll pick out the funniest quote. That's I, what I'm going to yeah, do I next pl- time. I play all sorts of weird games. Like a lot of people don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of the indie games, and a lot of people don't yeah. play those. Nice, nice. Well, like for me, as I mentioned, I'm I'm replaying Fallout 4. I'm doing this for kind of like a video series, so I'm replaying it again. But to be honest, man, I'm watching so much anime. I'm very, I'm keeping up on on my main anime right now. Just finished my Hero Academia. Uh, just finished Blue Lock. Oh, Blue Lock is it's like this football or soccer anime. It's mm-hmm. the craziest thing. Like it, it pretty much like it, it's based in Japan. They want to try and get Japan to win the World Cup. And they get a bunch of high schoolers, they put them in this program in this building called Blue Lock, and they throw a bunch of crazy challenges at them to try to find the best striker in the world. It is so engrossing, so good. Rob, I think you like, you said you like soccer last week. Uh, yeah, but have you, like you have you seen many sports animes? Because uh, I feel like... A couple, yeah, yeah. I feel like once you've seen a handful of sports animes, yeah. like you've seen the sports anime genre. Like they, I find a I lot of them mean. really don't stray from the mold too well. Like I, I watched that um, Ace Diamond with the baseball. I watched that. What's that um volleyball one? Oh uh, yeah, I know. What you're I, I watched about. that one. I watched Hajime yeah. no Ippo. I watched. Yeah. Um, watch what's that? There was an ice skating one. I even got into, which was pretty good. <laughs> what anime are you watching, right? <laughs> well, well, there's, there's an ice skating one. I forget what it's called. Um, I'm no, trying to search it up it's, now. Ice skating it, anime. It was it was all right. It was all right. I, like it was all right. But I, I'm not a massive fan in sports ones because like they they anim they animify it. Oh, that's yeah. a word I just made up. Oh, they animify yeah. it, so it's like the dude kicking a goal is like. Super Saiyan Goku, right? And that's, give him all that's the what, what else do they do? Like, here's the yeah. thing: you can't, like, you can, like, because it, it's a realistic sport. If you're doing that yeah. about a sport, you have to play it up a little bit, right? And and even Blue Lock does this. It looks like they're powering up. There's flames coming from their eyes. Yeah, this is one day it's like, guy that's like, I have a monster guiding me and just shit like that. <laughs> but but yeah, that's the thing. Like, why when you have literally <laughs> the limitless of your imagination to work with? <laughs> You, why are you choosing <laughs> soccer? Like, I want to watch monsters eat people, tear people in half, rampage Fair. through a city, and then yeah. eat noodles on a couch. Like, I, you Fair. can do anything you want, and you pick soccer. Like, I, All right, so, Rob, yeah, then, I, then I have to say this. Like, you've definitely watched Demon Slayer, right? I ha- uh, yeah? I have, no? but I, I dropped it. I didn't like it. I didn't like what? it. No because way. I, I no. did. I did. You see, and I'm starting to get a vibe. I'm starting to get a vibe, Johnny, that I think you're just – you're just a mainstream anime dude. Oh, you're I like am. The no, ga- no, I, no you're, shame. You're like, no shame. You're like, you're like the, ga- the the guys that call themselves gamer but play COD. Like, ah, relax, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, relax. Gamer, gamer guy, gamer like, girl. Come you play on, COD. man. No, even if you're like a, not a mainstream anime watcher, Demon Slayer is still good. I, it, is, mate, it is still very good. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was because the whole time I'm just sitting there wondering if he's going to get with his sister or not. It was a weird thing to, to make me feel. It's a weird thing to make me feel the first, every oh. episode of that season, season. It was a weird thing, you know? How it did you get that out? Look, no, I, the interactions I will say are this. weird. The interactions they, between him and his sister are weird. The interactions in anime generally are weird. All right, here's one. Yeah, that, I mean, I but that one's here, weirder. <laughs> no, I tell you weirder. one that's weird, and I don't know whether you consider this mainstream. Have you watched Black Clover? Black Clover is the one about probably, the Weezers Probably got the probably some of the best opening and ending songs of any anime, but continue. I love Black Clover, man. Like, And, and the movie's coming out this year. So excited about it. Yeah, it was the weird. whole thing about how the dude has this weird thing for his sister. Is it a clear example of that? Like anime yeah. just gets weird, and it's like you're you, you're hoping no one's watching over your shoulder when you're watching it on a train. Yeah, or but whatever his because- sister's his sister's not a main character though. Whereas, like, that, how does that in, make a difference? It's still the relationship. It's weird. She's riding on his back the entire season. They in have a box. weird little in interactions every every no. every episode. There's a weird interaction with him screaming her name or her screaming his name or trying to eat someone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, well, it, it was about demons. It was it was weird. It was weird. Plus, right, also, right, right, like I don't I don't yeah. really dig anime where the main character is a kid. And he, I, I that's like, like all him. of anime. They're always a kid. I understand that, but like, there's, there's like a, there's like a, a, a gradient, okay. And I feel like, okay, I don't like my hero in academia. I really liked that the first couple seasons. I dropped it yeah. in the third one because I feel like they had just really squeezed the trope for all it was worth. In the first and second season of My Hero Academia. There were the scenes, some scenes where he's like him and All Might are like crying or whatever and making that moment yep. where he's succeeded yep. or something that made me feel something like shit that yeah. was cool. Gave me goosebumps type. Yep. Like season three, he's just screaming and crying still. Like why are you I, still effing crying? Why I are you agree. still crying? I, it and, dipped a bit there. Yeah, sure. and then he stopped using his hands and started kicking. And I was like, why is that your thing now? Like- Fix your can hands I, up. Can I say, Rob, <laughs> I, if, if you if you can find it in yourself to push through those seasons, the latest season is v- actually I, very I, good. It is it I'm, is like I'm thinking I'm thinking about it. You need to. Man. He's in his life. I don't I don't want to give away too much. Obviously, don't give away anything. I will I right. will I will get in. Right. I will get back. All right, then it. I will say like can you call me a mainstream anime fan, mm. and and I am right. What would you recommend for me to watch? That's not oh. mainstream. Kono Suba. Okay, it's, I've been told to watch I, that many times. It's yeah. it's, it's uh, it might be mainstream at this point, but probably the the amount of f- fan service in it keeps a lot of mainstream people away from it. But that is, it is just yeah. funny. If you want an actual laugh, laugh yeah. your ass off type anime where it is just funny as hell, watch Konosuba. It is hilarious, huh? absolutely I'll get hilarious. Up to Crunchyroll. If you want to watch something <laughs> cool, like. Like yeah. dead set, really cool. I think Gate. It's called Gate. That is just cool, dude. It's like Japan, like a portal opens to Japan to a fantasy world. Yeah. Yep. The Japanese army goes in, and you know how you always wonder who would win between machine guns and dragons, brother. Yep. Machine guns win. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> mate, mate. Machine guns Gate. win. Helicopters win. Fucking <laughs> fighter jets with missiles win. Okay. You, it, it is just so cool, so cool. A little bit of fan service in that as well. 
I don't yeah. know if you're picking up a trend here, but <laughs> I, I definitely, but, um... I definitely am. I tell you what, I, I will add it to the list. But I really like if if it's an anime that only has like one or two seasons. Like this is the why I've never watched and I've never bothered watching freaking One Piece and stuff. If it's so long as it's not a thousand mm. episodes, I watch it. Mate, nobody's got time for those. I hate no any, any anime that. with a f- any any anime with a filler, bro. Like if your anime needs oh. fillers, like yeah, I agree. Oh, oh I don't have time for that. <laughs> One Piece, Naruto, like they're all guilty. Dragon Ball, all yeah. all those mainstream ones. Bleach, but I've, I've got a special place for Bleach. That's that was my um that was my gate gate anime. So yeah, fair, fair. It's what you got. It Bleach was got cool you into too, anime as well. Bleach was cool. Very, I'm still working my way through cool. that, but again, it's got so many freaking episodes. Hot. Not as much as the others, but yeah, yeah, enough. So I think they're finishing it as well. They are. They definitely yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, I think they had one last season or something like mm. that. I haven't looked into it in a while. Um, but to end, Rob, we've got we've got fan questions. We've pulled these as well from your tweet three weeks ago, but I will say we've run out of those. So if you have any questions again that you want to ask us, please be sure to let us know in the YouTube mm-hmm. comments. But the first question that we have is from at Charles Charles, sorry, one nine nine four three one four zero. You remember last week you talked about how the guy was like, I'm going yeah. with MMA fighter yeah. one. This dude I had to go with Charles. that number. Yeah, like, I want Charles. <laughs> I'll keep going up from fucking one. No, no um, But what. he asks, what is your, this is not, not your favorite video game. What is your favorite video game memory of all time? I really like this question. What would you say? Mm, memory. I don't know if it was my favorite, but definitely probably my most impactful was when I finished Final Fantasy X. Yep. for the first time and it was like yep. it was one of those mornings before school where I had to wake up early to play mm. some games before mm. before school started and then they had that scene with Titus and then Yuna running through him and Titus just doing his cool little smile oh man it's just it pulls the heartstrings a little bit still and every uh, time made me a crying mess before school so that was that's definitely up there with my for sure you know the one for mm. me, and it's for some reason, I don't know why this game is getting hate at the moment, um, but it was just his 10th, 10th anniversary, Bioshock Infinite, the twist for that game. Obviously, I won't spoil it, but that thing, it sent me on a trip for days. Do you know when you finish a game, you're like, what do I do with my life now? That was oh, like mate. the most feeling I ever got from that game. It was insane. You know what game did that to me? Friggin' um, The Witcher 3. Oh yeah, I, yeah. When I finished that the first time, like I didn't know what to do with myself anymore. Like, and when <laughs> I was when I was going through the playthrough of that game, I like yeah. called in sick at work, called in sick at training at the time, like just disappeared off the radar. And then when it ended, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what I was doing with myself. Like, I was, yeah, left me high and dry. That's brilliant. Uh, next question that we got is uh, at MMA Bros Podcast. Shout out to your podcast. Who wins? Rob, Robert Whitaker today, or Robert Whitaker making his UFC debut? Oh, I thought this to, was a fun question. Today, Rob smoked old Rob. Old Rob was just terrible and just as chinny as old Rob. Like, <laughs> you were saying the other week, uh, old Rob ha- kept his arms down, and yeah. yeah. Why would you say that Rob, you would say young Rob? We'll say young Rob. Young yeah. Rob, well, correct. Young Rob was nowhere near as good as old Rob. Didn't have the head for it, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was a welterweight. You know, old Rob's much bigger than 
young I, yeah. this is weird talking about myself in this context i'm like third personing the whole time <laughs> it's tripping me out i feel like i should be talking like this normally this is awesome <laughs> but yeah old rob would smoke young rob <laughs> the next question that we got is from g the god killer what is your go-to mm. hype song i love what's this your go-to hype song johnny man so asap for plain jane that song Every time, ride with the mob, hum do Allah. Every time that chorus uh, plays, I get in the mood to just go to the gym or oh, yeah, every it's time. It's not a bad song. Um, what, what about honestly, you? Honestly, honestly, it would have to be one of the openings for for Black Clover. Like those things are really hype. Oh yeah. wow! Or, was this because probably... I just mentioned Black Clover, or is it genuinely? <laughs> no, genuinely, because I I listen. Before every fight, I listen to. I usually listen to Japanese music or anime songs, and um, they just, huh. I don't know, they they resonate with me. And um, yeah, that probably that one, or there's that other one. The what's what's uh that series Parasite? The opening for Parasite oh, yeah. is really good. Yeah, yeah, like, it's yep. pretty heavy as well. Like there's some really good openings. And for, for anime, they're like, I don't know. Hit anime thing. openings, Rob's hype songs. That's actually, it's something mm. I didn't know about. I'm reckon a lot of people didn't know that about you either. <laughs> but the, the last question that we have, uh, Vikings Dad, Dave, what video games are you excited to play this year? Well, obviously the DLC for Rogue Sale, but yep. it has to be Starfall, right? Starfield, yeah. Starfield, sorry. I was yeah. mixing up with Redfall. You mixed up Redfall <laughs> and Starfield, yeah, yeah. I mean, Redfall, yeah, it, I'm excited it, it, for as well. I've I've had nothing but yeah. good things to say about that game. Yeah, no, it, it has to be Starfield. It has yeah. to be Starfield. It's know, just what? it's gonna it's gonna be like Fallout Four days, the levels of hype. It's just a game yeah. that you're gonna be able to lose yourself. I'm so pumped for it, man. I, I cannot. Yeah, work. yeah. I'm taking time off work. Put it that way. Oh yeah, I mean, I hopefully my boss isn't isn't watching this, but I'm I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> he's watching. <laughs> my problem is I'm going on a I'm going on a holiday before I I I come back and then Starfield's on, so it's like I have to take off leave again. But it's one you have to because there's there's going to be so much content. To. You have to, yeah. Or or just go lick train poles to to contract something. <laughs> to get you know, sick. <laughs> just get. You'll have to get COVID or something. Something. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get it on my trip on the way home. Like, ah, oh, well, why, what do you know? Let's now I got to play stuff. So like sit, <laughs> sit real close to people. <laughs> uh, I will say though, one that I'm excited about, and it was in the news this week as well, is the the new Legend of Zelda game, Breath of the Wild Two. I think it's got no, it's not called Breath. Of, it used to be called Breath of the Wild Two. It's called freaking Tales of the Kingdom or something. You, we were saying before, Rob, like uh, you played the first Breath of the Wild. What, what yeah. did you think of it? Um. I really loved the ability to be able to go straight to Ganondorf's castle and start. Uh, did you do that? Like, legit? Yeah, bro. Like it was just <laughs> so much fun because, like, you just had to you just had to farm those lizard dudes for like the the special arrows to be able to fight him. And like, <laughs> you're such a sucker was, for punishment, man. <laughs> well, no, because like you leave that place with weapons that run through the entire game. Like it's yep. yeah, it makes the entire yep. game easy. It's so much fun. I just like yep. doing that. But hate, 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 hate. Hate, hate, hated, hated Say it. them not being able to repair my weapons, having to yeah, switch weapons gonna, the entire I, game. 
Knew like, you were going to say you, that. That's coming back too. They confirmed weapon breakage is coming back for the next one. Yeah. Well, guess who oh, isn't sorry. coming back? <laughs> <laughs> did guess did, who did isn't you know back. though? I don't know if you ended up getting it, but you get the master sword. It doesn't break on you, but, yeah, but it it's recharges. one sword. It's one sword. Yeah, but it's the master. Like, I mean, every other Zelda game, game is one sword, right? Like, True, oh. it is like game, and you have to do certain things to get it. I, ain't got time I still for think that. it was different. The one thing that I will say, as much as I loved that game, is I miss like dungeons, like traditional Zelda dungeons where you would go to the fire temple mm. and the water temple. They, they didn't really have it. Um, you had the shrines instead. But yeah. I'm very excited for Tales uh, of the Kingdom as well. But Rob, that's that's us for for episode three of of I want to say MMA Arcade. I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> look at us go, MMA Arcade. <laughs> I, I, I've, it's I've be been a practicing joke. too much. Yeah, I've been been practicing too much the other way. Now I can't say it the other way. MMA Arcade. Okay, I don't even know how. Look at, this is an hour sixteen minutes and counting. Like. They're getting Smashing longer. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the direction this is heading. I. I really wanted <laughs> just to hit out thirty minute episodes. So it was. The problem like is, is because we start recording. It's nine p.m. now. So like yeah. you're getting closer to your, your bedtime. You're tired, and I yeah. still have to edit this afterwards. So. And I, um, and I just keep talking crap. Perfect time. <laughs> More like this is the perfect time. Like everyone in the comments, literally, like you can't go shorter than an hour. So we're gonna have to stick to this, Rob. We set the expectation. Oh, here we are. Let's go. We'll do it for you. <laughs> Absolutely. But thank you, everyone, for if you're watching or listening up until this point. Uh, we are on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. All the links in the description if you're watching on YouTube. Rob, good luck with everything. Good luck with watching all your crazy anime and playing your roguelikes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did it, mate. We did it. Episode three, look at us go. Look We're almost guy. at a month now, and then, like they say, you get past that first month, and then you definitely know you're, you're committing yeah. to something. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have enough listeners now for me to stop fighting? I keep asking you. Every, I keep asking every you every day. week. Every week, yeah. I'm like, "Can I stop fighting yet?" This every, no. and literally before every, the start of every recording. That's what Rob says. This is the first time he <laughs> said it live on on the podcast. We. Look, we, we've been talking about like, do you start the Patreon and all that? We're building, we're building, we're going to get there. We're getting the channel monetized soon. Hopefully, it's we're, we're making big moves. That's it. That's it. You won't have to see me out there swinging these hands anymore. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for watching or listening. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Rob, join me next week, right? We're going to be back. Always, mate. Weekly, weekly your weekly MMA and video games podcast. But until next time, take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Take it easy. Peace.